All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we're back here to discuss the NFL schedule. We're going to break down every single game for the entire season. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Um, we can't do that. Um, we will as we get to the season, right, Dylan? But we just, maybe not right now. So, um, yes, but the schedule uh, officially released and uh, just for full reference, we're doing this uh, a few minutes before the full schedule is released, so we will probably, you know, again, we're not going to be able to hit on everything, but we will kind of give you the highlights, looking at sort of the best games, some of the rookie uh, matchups as well, some of the guys who were drafted the highest, of course, quarterbacks involved there, revenge games, um, you know, just kind of looking at just how some of these schedules match up just from a weekly standpoint and some of the things that stand out overall. Um, of course, Dylan, we'll kind of go more into the schedules as we get into the off season a bit more and um, really start to look ahead to September. But for now, um, what we do know is that the season will start in a very interesting way because when I saw this, I sort of had to do a double take because I'm like, oh yeah, the Lions are starting the season. Um, you know, because that's just one of those things that I feel like we don't see often uh, to have the Lions kind of in a that type of setting. But it is fun to think about. You and I have talked about the Lions sort of making their rise here, but uh, the Chiefs and the Lions will officially sort of kick things off. And so um, on Thursday, September the 7th, you know, so I think that's kind of a, a fun little nugget to start off with. Having the Lions kicking off the season, um, Detroit is back, baby. One of the best games of the night game between the Chiefs and Rams back in 2018. It'd be great to see these two teams go back and forth. Um, uh, you know, I think the Lions have made a lot of improvements, uh, obviously, with the way the offense has been. I think the offensive line's in a great place. I think Goff, as we know, when he has the right situation in play, he, he can succeed. But, yeah, it was interesting because you, you look at some of the other uh, teams that we knew were going to be on the home schedule for this, uh, for this Chiefs team that you thought may have been in place there. But, you know, it made a, maybe a little more sense last year when you had, uh, you know, we, we kind of imagined what could have been with the Bills-Rams Super Bowl. Um, with that being the week one first uh, kickoff game, obviously the Rams getting blown out in that one. But this one a little more surprising, but not a bad way. A game that I was really excited to watch, and now I'm excited will be a standalone game, not one that I have to watch uh, cram together with like 10 other games at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, hey, these are... Two teams that, again, are very interesting spots. Obviously, the Chiefs coming off the Super Bowl win, but the Lions have been a team we talked about definitely on the rise, and especially when we look at that division heading into the season. Um, we'll be interesting to kind of break down that division and see maybe where we put the Lions. So, um, yeah, kind of an interesting situation there. All right, any anything that stands out to you uh, as we start to dive into this? Because you've got the Super Bowl rematch in Week 11 between the Eagles and the Chiefs, so that's one that people will circle just based off of that. Um, you know, you look at some of the other, as we said, we don't have the full schedule just yet as we're looking at it, but um, the Tom Brady situation, you know, he'll be back for the, you know, Patriots game against the Eagles in week one, so that's certainly a big storyline right off the bat as well. Um, and then I know Dylan will probably – the Jets will be a team that once we kind of look at everything, there'll be a team that will obviously have a lot of attention on them from a, a national, you know, sort of primetime type situation too, just given the fact that Aaron Rodgers is there now. So they'll be, and they're also, I think they're, they're the Black Friday game too, right? Against the Dolphins. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like the, the Jets will be a team that'll be talked about quite a bit and they're, they're going to have a pretty fascinating schedule just again, uh, depending on where some of those games wind up. But I think those are just some of the initial things that stand out. 
Yeah, the hype for the Jets is definitely real. Their schedule, I, I think, just when we started recording, uh, did leak out a bit early here. So we have six uh, six standalone games, five prime time plus that mm. uh, Black Friday that you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned the week one against Buffalo no. on Monday Night Football. That's going to be a lot of fun uh, to see Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers dueling. Um, you know, we got to see the Packers play the Bills this past season, but a little different circumstance in the same division where they're going to be facing off a couple times in all those games. I mean, the whole AF talk about the man, the, the discrepancy between the conferences quarterback play when you flip Aaron to the AFC <laughs> was already loaded yes. with all these young quarterbacks, just ridiculous. But we also get the Jets week four Sunday night against the Chiefs, a Monday night game against the Chargers in week nine. Another Sunday night game the following week against the Raiders in week 10, uh, the team mm. that could have potentially traded for Aaron uh, if they had wanted him over the Jets. And then Thursday night football all the way in week 17 against the Browns. And then, yeah, you mentioned the Black Friday game against the Dolphins. So six standalone games for the Jets. Pretty uh, pretty ridiculous uh, when you think about it, honestly. But um, at the same time, probably worthy because everyone wants to see what Aaron's going to do. It's, it's one of the stories going into the season for a good reason. Uh, he seems rejuvenated. Hair, this is my own opinion. His hair, haircut looks a little bit better, a little more cleaned up since he made it to New York. He's been going to a lot of, a lot of Knicks games and seems to be, uh, you know, refreshed by uh, a nice piece by uh, ESPN um, and their team, kind of about his headspace about the whole trade and he he kind of compared it to like the feeling of when he first left for Cal and getting into his dorm room and having like a similar kind of. Um, experience mentally when he kind of finally got settled into his new place there. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in New Jersey, New York, but yeah, uh, obviously one of the biggest storylines of the season with the Jets there. Um, we'll see how good they are. I think their defense is going to be great, but so I, I would in terms of like best games or games I'm most looking forward to put that week one game against the Bills. I know it's going to be pretty early on. We're not going to have the fully fleshed out version of uh, what both teams can become, but uh, it'll be a good uh, benchmark kind of game for the Jets to see. All right, where are we? Are we, do we think you know the Bills are going to be even with? bit of a setback in the divisional round last year, still considered one of the best teams in the entire NFL. If they can take them down on Monday Night Football, I mean, the hype machine's going to only go crazier in the Big Apple, obviously. Um, in terms of, yeah, games that I would put in that best game or games I'm looking most forward to, I mean, all the matchups between the uh, the teams that won their divisions in the AFC um, yeah. that automatically face off as a result of that. I mean, we'll get the fifth matchup between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, obviously Mahomes finally getting the upper hand in the last one, but uh, we know that one's always going to be a great game and a p possible playoff preview. Obviously, seeing the, the Bills can get revenge on the Bengals after a pretty disappointing game. I think they only end up scoring, what, 10 points in the divisional round. Not not the usual offense output of, uh, output of Buffalo. They, they got some new uh, new uh, weapons for Josh. They got a cut now. They're going to have a you know a lot more 12 personnel probably with Dalton Kincaid and as more of a receiving tight end than da Dawson Knox doing his thing with the, the weapons they have. I'm excited to see what that team kind of looks like. Um, and then the Jaguars, are seeing them face off against the Chiefs, they almost could have won that game, obviously, a year ago uh, in the playoffs. Um, not even a year ago, only a few months ago. And I, you know, to see if, as they continue their their build and seeing as they now it's not making that leap, it's maintaining it and seeing if Jacksonville can go from just a playoff team to a, and, and you know at this moment clearly in my opinion the best team in that division to being an actual Super Bowl contender. So how they fare against Cincinnati, how they fare against Kansas City and Buffalo, those are all those matchups are some of the games I'm looking the most forward to. Along with it's easy to say this, but 
they were two of the easy, uh, easily the two best teams in the NFC last year, the Eagles and Niners. And I don't have much reason to think that won't be the same case as well. I, I have a lot of optimism for Dallas as well. And I do think those Dallas Philly games um, that are on the schedule are the two that I'm couldn't be more excited for. I think at this point with Aaron out of the conference, it's hard for me to say that there's not that uh, Dak and Jalen are probably the best two quarterbacks in the entire conference. I don't even trying to think of who the third guy would be. I, I'm not trying to, you know, go too far the other way with my uh, Rams bias by automatically putting Brock Purdy way too high up there after what he was able to do. I try to, I try to guard, I end up kind of going backwards almost too far to against the teams that I don't root for. But, um, you know, I'm, honestly, I don't know. That's a, that's probably a separate question. Who we think, the, uh, the, you know, the top five quarterbacks are in the NFC. I think you could probably name an interesting group and uh, depending on your opinion after uh, in my opinion, probably Jalen and then Dak. But uh, yeah, I think those games will be, uh, be a must-see TV as well. So uh, yeah, there's it's it's really fun. I mean, we knew these matchups were going to happen, obviously. But seeing when the games are going to happen, try, kind of starting to mentally get into your mind um, what what the, uh, you know what the schedule is going to look like. It's a lot of fun, and I mean, maybe two guys I'm the most excited to see what they can do because I just don't know um you know what they're gonna do at the nfl level yet and one of them's been in the nfl for a few years that's jordan love i'm really intrigued by uh, the whole packers schedule did leak already so that they get week one at chicago seeing uh, against justin field seeing what he can do with more weapons of improved offensive line there i jordan love looked pretty good in the in, in a few snaps against the eagles when he had to come in for an injured aaron Rodgers this year but i think uh some of those games could be uh, potentially really fun to watch and then a uh, guy that actually hasn't been in the NFL, Bryce Young. I I, I mentioned well, we can kind of get into some rookie things we're excited for next, but I think you know just the Panthers in general wasn't a team that for a number of years here has been one that uh, is mentioned when we talk about the schedule release or any of our teams we're most excited to watch. But with a lot of new weapons there, uh, you know, new coaching staff, mm-hmm. and just you know, obviously loved watching Bryce at the college level and i think with how i'm just excited to see how how cerebral he is and smart and things he can do i you know it's going to be an adjustment period but i i you know i think guys that are that strong above the neck usually are able to translate quicker to the nfl level so i won't be maybe it won't be uh, you know looking at the panthers um not a lot of panthers games are out yet but i i do think once we see that full slate i'll find some games that i'm really excited for bryce young to, to see what he can do in his rookie season yeah, there should be quite a few of those. We said just kind of looking at especially the the rookie quarterbacks and kind of what stands out uh, with them. And so, um, yeah, that'll kind of be fascinating to look at. And certainly, as we said, there will be some some different. I'm just looking at like the whole picture here, and like there are just some some quirky things on the schedule. I think one of the things noted was the the Cowboys and the Seahawks are going to play back to back Thursdays. So. Yeah. They kind of, um, it looks like that's going to be kind of an interesting setup because I think it's the, the Seahawks and the Niners play on Thanksgiving, Cowboys and Commanders play, and then the Cowboys and the Seahawks play the following Thursday. So it's, um, you know, that's kind of that, that late season thing there. And, um, you know, one of the things you talked about, I thought Jets Raiders, um, you know, in a, a primetime top matchup just makes sense because you've certainly got Aaron Rodgers on one side, Devontae Adams on the other. That was one that I thought was pretty good. Uh, just encircling some of these others, and um, also there was a, I saw the um, the Bills and Chargers Week 16. It's going to be on Peacock. So like this is the way of the future, as we know, Dylan. Like there are going to be these games that are just exclusive to these streaming services, and we've seen that obviously with the you know Amazon stuff and stuff now. But it's yeah. just 
Um, that's a Saturday game. Uh, looks like Albert Breer put that out uh, this afternoon. So, yeah. So there's just, I mean, again, you can go through this entire schedule and point out a lot of different things, but those are just uh, among the group of interesting uh, spots in terms of uh, just the, the different quirks of the schedule, I guess you could say. Yeah, the back-to-back Thursdays, I mean, I guess it makes sense if you're already playing, uh, you know, with yeah. for, with the holiday there, with, with Thanksgiving, might as well just kind of double it up and make it, uh, make it work yeah. a little bit easier. But, yeah, um, it, you know, and obviously, like you said, the Jaguars playing twice in a row in London, too. I mean, that's something yeah. that it, it, we could maybe get used to. Uh, it's the fact that they can now move team. You know, that's the thing that's interesting about this, too. Uh, we've known for a while that the Sunday night games late in the season could um, be f- uh, flexed out if the, if the matchup ends up not being that exciting. But now that Monday, Monday night games can be as well. I mean, I hope it's going to create yeah. some. Uh, nightmares for fans that have to that you know plan out trips for traveling to these games i think if you're if you're a fan of any team uh that's maybe borderline not a contender and you're looking at a a monday night game late in the season maybe wait to uh, on the road that you're gonna have to travel to maybe wait to buy those tickets um or at least get some uh fan insurance uh, depending if if you buy from stuff or wherever you buy from because yeah that's something that as we see this come out i'm i'm already like like is this game going to look as solid as it as it does then so those are those are some of the things that i I like to look at too and uh, the fact that yeah teams can play multiple thursday night games not even if they're back to back in some cases right i think in some cases they just could now play two thursday night games at any point in schedule interesting um i I guess you can prepare for it i hope i'm sure and i'm sure they're going to keep in mind you know some level of fairness to this but it always feels like some team feels like they get the short end of the stick with these kind of things, uh, inevitably, no matter what you do. Yeah, it, that's just the way we're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know if, if you haven't watched the video, if you go to YouTube and search for NFL schedule, whatever, just put how it's made. Mm-hmm. Fascinating videos on how this the schedule is put together. And it's um, it's pretty cool just to kind of see what they, they do and how early this process starts every year just to try to figure out how to put the schedule together and and all that. It's it's pretty uh, interesting. Um, CBS Sports had something I thought was a very good stat. And if you're looking at the schedules, if you see your team's favorite schedule, they they have like who has the easiest schedule, who has, um, you know, the hardest schedule. And it's yeah. it's mostly just based on the previous year, right? Which, again, it's not the, the perfect way to necessarily gauge it. But if they use it by that, the Eagles will play the toughest schedule. But the two teams that are play the easiest schedule would be the Saints and the Falcons. Now that's important for this reason, and I didn't I didn't realize the stat, but um, they do have a stat here in this article that um, past seven seasons, the team that has either had, you know, the two easiest schedules, one of those teams has always made the playoffs the past seven seasons. So that's so you're yeah that is kind of a wild one, isn't it? So um, yeah, over the past seven years, and I'm looking at this article. At least one team playing one of the two easiest schedules has made the postseason. That trend stands. Yeah, it'll be either the Saints or the Falcons will make the playoffs, or it could be both. Um, but listen, we're talking about the NFC South, right? So who knows? Um, as we said, what an interesting division that's going to be. That may be the new brand for us um, moving yeah. forward because I have no idea what to expect um, with that. But um, again, there's just so many. And speaking of that, I mean, you know, you've got the Panthers uh, and the Texans, obviously, you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I mean, that's that's another one you circle if you're just looking at, you know, just sort of the, the, the rookie aspect of it. And, of course, yeah. we'll see more of those come out 
uh, as well. I mean, who knows? <laughs> eventually, we eventually we could get an Anthony Richardson Will Levis matchup. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen right away, but um, who knows what happens with the Titans? But um, yeah, so those, so those are just some of the ones that they kind of stand out. Yeah, we know we got built in uh, with the Stroud and Richard, uh, Anthony, Anthony Richardson matchups uh, in that division yeah. that we are pretty confident about. Like you said, we'll see if Will Levis gets some uh, run in, as a rookie. We, there's a chance we're going to have three rookies starting in the same division at some point in the season, which was pretty yeah. nuts to think about. Maybe, uh, maybe I know we mentioned the NFC South last year, like you're saying, becoming our new brand. But if we have three rookies in, in our AFC South, we might have to hold on to them. Uh, and enjoy mm-hmm. that but yeah wow. the fact that you get the crossover with uh i think that's the i don't know if there's a crossover with oh um oh there is i, I guess the, the souths play each other this season which is fantastic mm, because anthony, anthony yeah. richardson does play bryce young too so we could have quite a few so crossovers. this is why this, <laughs> i was gonna say so this is why according to cbs like the the six teams with the easiest schedule panthers titans colts texans saints falcons that's why because they play each other yep. so yep. there you go okay. That's yeah. gonna be. I mean, I'll make for some competitive games. I do think the the Jaguars will obviously benefit from that the most. But in in the as we talked about a little last week, I think the Panthers and I mentioned them again. I'm excited to watch what Bryce can do, but I'm also just excited to see what Frank Reich does in his first year there with the roster. That's really you know they've just the fact that they're able to actually figure some things out last year. They can build on with the offensive line and the running game and regardless of personnel i think hopefully they can hold on to some of those um what what they're able to build but yeah i think in terms of like the best rookie games to kind of look at obviously we want to see what these uh, young guys can do when they face off against the top quarterbacks in the league that they're going to be competing with for years to come uh, but also just the matchups between them so yeah the the stroud bryce young obviously number one and two picks good friends both guys from southern california that obviously went to the two biggest you could argue uh, programs in the entire country in ohio state and alabama and now seeing what they are going to be able to do at the next level that's going to be a lot of fun but i yeah in the in the division like you said i think the most intriguing if we get it will be anthony anthony richardson versus will levis just because of the dynamic as we talked about after the nfl draft of the titans having a chance to possibly trade up for Richardson and the, the Colts beating him to the punch there um, or sitting tight, I guess I should say, and, and being able to yeah. still, still land Richardson at number four. So um, kind of, you know, it will be interesting to see that that one would be just for at least definitely for you with the, the local headlines there in Nashville. I feel like that one <laughs> has a lot of intrigue and probably right there with Bryson and, and uh, CJ as the top rookie games that I'd be the most excited for. What about some of the, uh, I know you may have mentioned it, but like the revenge games. I mean, those are the ones that we always kind of circle. And as we said, once we, I'm sure there's some we're just going to skim over looking at this. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think when you look at just kind of some of the ones that we do know, um, obviously Niners at Eagles, that's week 13. You got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think we may have already mentioned that. That's week nine. That's in Germany. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's, you know, as I said, like revenge games there. You could probably pick a lot of those. There's probably a lot of fan bases that think they're revenge games um, with a lot of teams that they're going to have on their schedule based on remembering a game from, you know, one year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, something like that. But, um, yeah, those are just a couple of ones, I guess, that sort of stand out when you're looking at the um, the, the schedule there and, and how it kind of shapes up. Yeah, there's some that I wish we, we could have gotten because a lot of times when we do the, the revenge game thing, we, we look at the players more than the teams. Uh, yeah, I think in this case, yeah. like the Niners and Eagles makes more sense because of how 
bitter the Niner players have been all offseason with a lot of comments <laughs> about that they played with 10 players because of the injuries to their quarterbacks. And obviously they dealt with a lot um, throughout the season before Brock Purdy got in there and then losing both him and Johnson and then him having to come back without a without his elbow basically working and trying to throw little dump passes. I do understand it, but yeah, given everything they've said, I, as Kyle Shanahan kind of said today, he's happy this game isn't going to happen until later in the season because uh, just he wants the team to be fully ready, but also, you know, maybe emotions would be a little high if it started the season. Once you get into the full schedule, it'll be a little closer maybe to a normal football game, but I still think from the Niners' point of view, um, more revenge there than, say, even when they lost to the Rams in the NFC title game going into their two games this season or this past season against them. I don't think they had the same revenge on their mind. Maybe the Cowboys do. They play the Niners um, on Sunday Night Football in Week 5. That could also go in for one of the best games of the season. I, I think that was a just a classic in terms of what those defenses did in the divisional round and what we could be treated to again um, with those teams. But I think from the Cowboys point of view, another one where it's back-to-back seasons now, their season has ended at the hands of the rival 49ers. So a lot of revenge on their mind. Um, A couple others that I'd marked down. I mean, I, yeah, there's ones I wish we could have gotten like a Rogers Packers matchup. I wish, uh, I don't believe the the saints are playing the the Raiders. So a Derek Carr, that would have been a really spicy one if he'd been going back there. Um, but a couple that uh, we do have, it's a little delayed, but Devontae Adams, as you mentioned, with the, the Packers playing the, the Raiders, could have a little bit of a revenge factor in that one. The big one, though, Tyreek Hill, um, and yeah. that was, you know, talked up how excited he was for the Dolphins to be going to Kansas City, and then they ended up throwing that game <laughs> to, I don't know if it's Munich or which city, I think it was Munich, for the, the Dolphins at the uh, Chiefs, so... Still for him, I mean, the Dolphins, uh, really excited to see overall what that team's going to do. They've, they, We know all the weapons they have. They get Fangio, they get Jalen Ramsey, they keep retooling that defense. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to, you know, look through all these games to try to see if there's any more that really, like, just jump out immediately. Those are the ones, though, uh, those two for players. There's a lot of potential ones, even like you could have said the Niners playing the uh, – the Raiders, I know they just played last year, so I'm almost positive they don't face again for Garoppolo going against the uh, the team that kind of gave up on him, you could say, to an extent in San Francisco. Um, but, those, yeah, those are the, ones, no. the main ones that stick out for me, just uh, at least what, what we have so far looking at the schedule. Yeah, I, I think that's – I think the Chiefs' office, like you said, it would uh, not – anything against the atmosphere that there will be in Germany, but it just – you know, it's just a different setup than yeah. – what it would be if it was in Kansas City or something. It would just be, um, be a lot more interesting, I think, just to just for that revenge factor, just, you know, that kind of 100%. setup. But, um, yeah, so so that's kind of your your setup there for those. I mean, I guess we, we kind of know the week one games, like we said. Um, we talked about the Chiefs and the Lions leading off. Um, you've got, you know, I guess looking at the rest of them, you know, Patriots-Eagles is pretty fascinating. Bills and Jets, Monday night game. Um, Cowboys and Giants, that's the Sunday night game. Uh, and just kind of going up and down the schedule here at the others. Panthers at Falcons, Titans at Saints, uh, Raiders at Broncos, Bucks at Vikings, Cardinals at Commanders, um, 49ers at Steelers, Jags at Colts, Rams at Seahawks, uh, Dolphins at Chargers. That's a good one, Dolphins at Chargers. Um, Bengals at Browns, Texans at Ravens, and then Packers and Bears. So that's your week one schedule. Um, as we said, the, the Chiefs and Lions kick things off, but... There's some pretty fun week one matchups. And I mean, look, I mean, like we said a minute ago, it's like, you know, that Panthers Falcons game may not be, you know, the headliner, but like, that's an important game for both of those teams because of, you know, given the division and 
uh, as we said, it feels like a division that's pretty wide open. Um, and so, yeah, like those are the kind of games I think early on. Look, a team like the Broncos, right? It's like their first game, Sean Payton playing the Raiders at home, um, you know, trying to get off the stink of what they did last year. Like it's, I mean, that's a big game. Like, and I know, you know, you play a lot of them, but like, so there are some pretty fun storylines, I think, just right off the bat. Oh, when yeah. you look at some of these, as we said, if you go beyond the rookie quarterbacks, um, some of those others, you know, Niners and Steelers, that's a fun, you know, week one type game where you look at kind of what both those teams could be. Um, and like I said, Dolphins, Chargers, I think that's that's one of the best ones. Then, you know, the Bills and Jets will probably take center stage just given everything there with Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty fascinating week one schedule, I think. Yeah, no, uh, a lot, like you said, a lot of good matchups. Um, I'm trying to, I think, like you said, that Niners-Steelers one's kind of sneaky. I, I, I may be, yeah. and, you know, we have a number of months here to preview the, the whole season, but I might be a little high on the Steelers, uh, not for uh, maybe uh, competing for a Super Bowl, but I think they could be a playoff team in a really crowded AFC. So, uh, you know, early in one, wacky things happened. The Bears beat the Niners in week one last year. <laughs> That's um, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. There was a monsoon basically in Chicago that day, but um, it, a lot of good matchups. I'm ex- I think Jaguars, Colts, I know I'm sticking to our brand, but I really am excited <laughs> to see if Anthony Richardson really does start that first game against Trevor Lawrence. Seeing what yeah. he can do, seeing what Shane Steichen has up his sleeve. Are we going to have a Brian Dable situation where right off the bat with the Giants, we're like, all right, this looks different. Is that going to be the case in Indianapolis? I'm sure their yeah. their fans are hoping uh, that is the case. Um, Titans fans won't be doing so much. Uh, Derek Carr's <laughs> debut against the Titans could be pretty yeah. intriguing to see what the Saints offense looks like. I, I know that you can say whatever you want about Derek Carr, but maybe he's, you know, in an NFC suddenly doesn't have to worry about so many other quarterbacks. He obviously is facing the Titans here, but um, in that game, but overall saints low key, as much as that I've been hyping up the Panthers, maybe they feel like they still have something in the tank there. So every game, every game in the AFC, first of all, feels like it's huge at all times this coming season, because I could, I could talk myself into, Almost, not every team, but almost every team making the playoffs, just like I already mentioned with the Steelers. Like mm-hmm. you said, Dolphins-Chargers, that's a game that happened last year that ended up being really pivotal. Both teams got in the playoffs, but at the time it looked kind of like it might end up screwing the Dolphins before they were able to right the ship at the last second. Um, those are the games that you look back at that end, could end up playing a huge role because, I mean, as much as I am I think the Dolphins will be really good, I still think the Bills are the standard in that division. The Jets obviously vastly improved, and the Patriots solid. So it's going to be a tough sledding. Miami has to find ways to win games against good teams like the Chargers, and same for them. Yeah, maybe this isn't the division that we thought going into last year where like the AFC West is absolutely unstoppable. This is, the, is this the best decision uh, division ever? I don't We've moved very far past that. But like you mentioned um, with the Broncos, Maybe they could be completely different. We'll see what Sean Payton is able to do there. So, yeah, uh, yeah Bills-Jets obviously takes the most intrigue. There's a reason it's a Monday night game. I'm glad it is uh, as a standalone game. Cowboys-Giants still should be obviously a great rivalry there. Um, maybe less allure just given the Giants are at maybe not a, a known commodity. I think they'll still be solid this year, but maybe there is a little coming back to earth for that offense but um yeah that's i think still the the game i'm most excited for has to be in week one bills uh jets just by default but a lot of fun games uh it's gonna be great when you depending on well i guess now there is only one red zone right i i think they they moved from having uh the two with siciliano and and uh scott hansen i think it's just scott now so 
Uh, I've, I've been yeah. watching Scott for a while myself. So yeah, I'm always excited for that first uh, Sunday, even though it's September 10th, it might sound like it's far away. It's really not. It, it, I mean, never maybe, is. It, it's really the start of the fact that like players are going to be reporting in just over two months. It's kind of crazy to me. We already yeah. have the rookie mini camps, uh, a lot of them this weekend. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, the schedule release. Uh, yeah, you do get this little break coming up here, but it's also a reminder that it's not quite as far away as it might uh, kind of feel like um, at this time of year. Yeah. One other note, and I don't think I realized this, but I, I saw it kind of, someone mentioned on Twitter that uh, we may have already said this, but we've touched on so many things. I'm like, I don't know what we said and what we haven't said at this point, but <laughs> Um, the Packers, we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier, but the Packers still have five primetime games as of right now. So, um, that's going to be kind of, I said, I think the Packers will be one of the more talked about teams, not just because they're the Packers, but you know, we know Aaron Rodgers all that we have to mention the, the side for the Jets, but I think the Packers are going to be fascinating when you look at their schedule as a whole, because, you know, it is kind of like, we haven't seen this in so long, right? Like, it's just this is like the biggest unknown for the Packers that we've seen in what two decades, I guess, or so now, like it's really feels like that or more. Um, and so, yeah, like it's, there is kind of a, a fascinating element of that too, just to kind of see, you know, the Packers again, as of right now, we'll, we'll have quite a few primetime games and um, I'm looking at just their schedule. Let's see. So they play the lions on Thursday night in week four, the Raiders, Monday Night Football, as we talked about earlier, Week 5. Um, they play, let's see, what are the other primetime games? The Chiefs and Sunday Night Football, Week 13. So, like, they're not playing easy games here. Um, they're playing the Giants, Monday Night Football, Week 14. And the Vikings, at the Vikings, Sunday Night Football, Week 17. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're <laughs> it's not like they're playing, um, not to knock any of the, like, the bad teams, right? Like, those are all potential likely playoff teams i guess you could say um and so yeah like that's um that's kind of where things stand for the packers so you talked about earlier i mean talking about sort of jordan love and what we've seen i mean it's yeah right like it's gonna be interesting so they better start out well uh looking at the schedule yeah it gets it gets it gets out you're right the the beginning there's winnable games for sure but i mean the lions are obviously pretty competitive at this point they think they're a playoff team a lot of people do think they'll be in the postseason but still that first nine weeks the first eight games that you know they that's where they they have to do work there uh they absolutely have to because after that all the game as you listed off all those teams they have to beat the team those teams in the south like the falcons they got to be able to beat the rams later on i feel like they can beat the broncos i we'll see great i mean it's at the same time as uh, for Green Bay fans, it might be a little tough going from the certainty that you've had for basically two decades, have to, or uh, even further than that for the, the entirety of Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Brett Favre's career. You have to remember in 2008 that when they moved to Aaron Rodgers, it was far from a sure thing. Maybe there was a little more positive feel and a few more game reps that we'd seen from Aaron. He had that uh, in 2007. Um, in relief of injured Brett Favre against a really good Cowboys team played great. Maybe that's kind of the, I'll be, there'll be this uh, version of the Eagles Packers game that we kind of alluded to for Jordan love. Um, but it, it has to be some part of it. That's excited. If you're a Packers fan, I, at least I would think um, you, you've had at this point. Yes. It was great that with Rodgers, like after kind of having that lull um, in the twenties, you know, 17, 18, kind of era where they miss the playoffs a couple of times, then they, they get Matt LaFleur to, to have the MVP seasons in those years. And they were great runs, 
but it just kind of got stale to the extent of like it just couldn't quite get over the hump. And it didn't feel like, obviously, after what happened last year, maybe looking back, the time that it's hard to know exactly when you, you, it's never easy to give up on a franchise legend like Aaron Rodgers, and not even that they gave up on him, but move on from him. Um, maybe they did it a year late, given what happened uh, last year, not making the postseason and how it kind of looked throughout the year a little discombobulated. But now I think there's optimism. They're one of the youngest rosters in the league, but they still have a really good offensive line. And that's the thing that I think when you look at for Jordan Love's chance at success, yeah, he's had tons of time to, to work behind Aaron Rodgers. That already is going to help with your, from the mental aspect and how you see the game, his footwork uh, from, uh, you know, what you saw in that game, but also what a lot of Packer beat writers have talked about. I mean, it's just like drastically different from when yeah. he first got drafted to where it's at now. So, and the defense has pieces. It's still not great probably, but it has a good, I have depth, I think, um, and it's it's just the offensive line that comes back to me. Skill position wise, they have a lot of uh, guys with um, a lot of potential that look really uh, good, but we don't know for sure what they're all going to become and what they can be. So it's a uh, it's a young group, but it's an exciting group, and I think for the Packers, it's it's just a different uh, feel. But it's not like you're completely just falling off and like calling it. Like maybe you don't know if you're going to make the playoffs, but in the NFC, it's possible. Yeah for sure. Um, but I, I do think there's a, a lot of excitement and there should be. And I, I hope that even though it's not going to be uh, at times as uh, confident going into every week that you're going to be getting a W, I hope that uh, the fan base there is able to kind of look into this and, and have fun with um, and, and support Jordan Levin. I think they will. But yeah, the, the fact that they're still on um, so many primetime games and then also on Thanksgiving, I think it's just a testament to the fan base itself and the brand that even if the Packers aren't that good, I still think they're going to draw a lot of uh, people in the stands and a lot of viewers. So they'll still be fine. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, Dylan, anything else that sort of stands out? Um, like we said, there's so, I mean, we, we could like, we really could go through the entire schedule and find a storyline somewhere, but um, you know, it just kind of, I think sets up in an interesting way. Um, as we said, with what we know and <laughs> it's just the NFL, right? Like we always say, it's like, you can find a storyline anywhere um, when, when you look at all these games. But anything else sort of stands out to you before we wrap up? Oh, man. Uh, not not off the top of my head. I mean, it, it's hard to – there's just so many – what is it, 200 – well, even more now, 280 games or whatever it <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, we've kind of moved past the point of uh, what it used to be like. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I think there will be for the teams with the – like you mentioned with the easier, uh, maybe some teams that last year had really easy schedules that do not this year. I think that could be a wake up call. I mean, the fact that the, uh, the Eagles have one of the tougher schedules after last year, having the second easiest, I, I still think they're going to be great. I still think they're going to be completely fine. Um, uh, I, I, I still think they're going to probably be right there at the end of the tunnel, but I don't know if like the wins are going to come just pouring in the same way. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing that I think overall with this is something that we knew before these schedules came out, but year to year difference in your strength of opponents. And obviously it's easy to, I, I like to personally, obviously look at the, um, not at last year's opponents. I like to, to look at the, um, the schedules based on their uh, projected records more so this year, because it's just, yeah. it's really hard to look at the jets. I mean, <laughs> their defense is great and still should be great, but they have Aaron Rodgers now. So you can't look at those matchups with the jets the same way. Um, so, but it still kind of go, bodes down to, uh, for that, uh, division in the AFC East, I, I, as I kind of talked about, they're all really good, but they're also 
four of the let's see four of the seven toughest schedules projected mm-hmm. that i mean that that that's the eagles are a little bit further outside based on projection so they're even though they have the hardest one based on last year's records they're more in the middle of the pack for kind of how i usually look at it but that maybe that's something to look at maybe this division the afc east that i think is going to have be great it's just you have to remember they're all beating up on each other they're all in a really tough conference still there's going to be really good i think that's maybe the biggest takeaway overall for this upcoming season that i've kind of harped on about the afc in particular there's going to be good football 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 they're going to be seven and ten <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's someone's going to have to kind of take some of these uh losses um by default i guess they could just all tie each other constantly but um uh but yeah no no other uh, big takeaways uh, at the moment i think I think the NFL did a good job with some of the games it has picked for those premier moments. Like we mentioned, even though it's a little bit, uh, you know, unorthodox uh, pick with with the Lions um, in the week one matchup, I think it's a great one for the sport. It it shows the strength of of what, how the excitement around the Lions is built to a point where they can put the NFL can put them in that week one game against the defending champions. And it doesn't feel like a completely out of touch uh, decision. Um, I think putting the bills and jets makes a lot of sense in that week at first uh, Monday night football game. Some of these games on Christmas look like a lot of fun. Um, The Thanksgiving games. I mean, every, a lot of part, a lot of parts of it. We'll see how it all works with the the moving parts with the schedule, um, depending as we kind of go through it. But initial thoughts are, as always, it's going to be a lot of fun this season, um, and that the AFC East apparently is going to be just a bloodbath. That is my <laughs> that's my main takeaway, I guess, looking at this. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, it'll. Like I said, we'll break them all down. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be a division we will be talking about a lot in terms of. Just the fun storylines and matchups uh, between those four teams. But there you go. There are just some general thoughts on the schedule. And as we said, we'll talk more about these teams as we go throughout the offseason and look at these schedules more in depth as we get closer to the start of the season and really preview uh, the 2023 season in the NFL. And um, Dylan, of course, it's all covered over clutch points, lots of reaction to the schedules that are out, everything else. So let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section, also the NFL section of the Clutch Points app. We will have the full schedule uh, by the time you're listening. This will be out, uh, posted, published on our site. We're going to go through. Uh, it might take uh, go through the weekend, but we're going to be breaking down game by game predictions for every team. I'm sure if someone compiled all of those uh, predictions <laughs> for all 32 teams, it would have an impossible above 500 record. Uh, it's a little <laughs> yes. more fun to. And same thing happens when you see right. I'm sure on NFL Network shortly after the schedule comes out, you're going to see them going through uh game by game predictions same thing people have done in the past you add those together it doesn't all pan out but it is still fun to kind of look through uh so if you're a fan of the Steelers fans of whatever team we'll have all 32 eventually in there with those game by game predictions and yeah looking also just at the the you know the best matchups the most exciting uh matchups for every team uh what what already broke down kind of the strength of schedule stuff we've talked about with our article at the top of our nfl section right now so lots of good stuff and yeah we'll have more reactions we'll we'll go through all the player quotes i'm sure there'll be some interest uh players reacting the travel schedules again that they're not thrilled with the seahawks by default as we talked about (laughs) will be one of those teams uh but yeah (laughs) we got it all covered in the nfl section of the clutch points app and on our website at clutchpoints.com yeah, be sure to check it all out there, and uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. As always, uh, any podcast up you use, search for Stabs the Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.